Uh, welcome to what is not the No Idea podcast anymore. We did rename it. It's now Horizon Scan, which makes more fucking sense. Um, okay. So, first thing we're going to talk about this morning is Hugh has a hard out. So, we've got to get on with it. First thing we're going to talk about is something that I think it happened around the start of the week, didn't it? So, there is a guy called Peter Hotez who is an American scientist, works with vaccines and shit. Yeah. Um, he shared an article by Vice. Like, who the fuck knew Vice was still going? I thought they went bankrupt. But uh, she had an article by by Vice that was basically a bit of a... Um, in fact, sorry, I'll go back. A bit of context. So, Robert F. K. Energy Jr. went on Rogan and started talking about uh, vaccines and vaccine injuries, COVID vaccine, and then some other mad shit. Um, and it was, it was a good listen. So, this Peter Hotez guy, who'd previously been on Rogan, shared to talk about vaccines and stuff during the pandemic. He shared this Vice article, which is basically a bit of a hit piece, talking about whatever, you know, nutbag um, Kennedy is and how Joe Rogan was spreading vaccine disinformation and all that type of shit. Obviously, Joe Rogan saw that and does what Joe Rogan does, which is challenge him straight out, spoke, spoke to him straight out on Twitter and said, look, I'll, I'll read the original tweet. In fact, I'll read the Vice article tweet. So this is for Peter Hotez. Uh, Spotify has stopped even short of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. It's really true, and he references the author of the article. Uh, just awful. And from all the online attacks I'm receiving after this absurd podcast, it's clear my actual belief, many, actual, many actually believe this nonsense. Yeah, so he put that out there. Joe replied with, Peter... You claim what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying is misinformation. I'm offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show with no time limit. Okay? And then that kind of went big, and it's been going constantly all week with new people jumping in on it. Elon jumped in on it. A few other, you know, it depends what your opinion of those people is, but semi-sensible heads jumped in on it and offered more money. So, because the, the, one of the initial comebacks that this Peter Hotez guy said, tried to stop the argument with was, no, make it 50 million. Um, like, be serious, make it 50 million, and I'll give it to, you know, it'll allow us to keep going with our work with making patent free vaccines or whatever he does. That's what he said he does. Um, and lots of other people jumped in, added money. And I think the pot midweek was like uh, two and a half million. So that's two and a half minutes to charity for this guy to come on and just talk about what he basically defend his accusation. Um, and it, this has obviously thrown up lots of issues around the respect of science, what scientists should have to do to, you know, to be credible, whether it's the right place to talk about it. The whole thing has thrown up a few arguments. I find the I've had the whole thing really, really interesting in how it's been handled. Um, have I missed anything? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Um, 
there's, there's a bunch of things here interesting to me. And I think one of the reasons you had the heavy hitters weigh in and support or add weight to Joe Rogan's invitation to Hotez yeah. was not necessarily because they believe that Hotez is a super bad dude yeah. or because they believe that there's huge conspiracies behind the COVID vaccine right, or any vaccine. Yeah. I think yeah. it's mainly because of the way RFK and people like RFK get treated. So there's a, 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 and so there's a, like where RFK is concerned, for example, he's got like a double target on his head at the moment. Mm-hmm. One target is a, is to try, is, is a character assassination attempt on him because he is a, a threat to uh, the Democrats in mm-hmm. the next election. And the other target, assass- and, and the other character assassination target he has on his head is from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, and I think that's why people like Elon jumped in on this. One of the reasons, anyway. Yeah. Elon jumped in, probably because of this. They go, well, no. The other thing is, is that when you're talking about... So talking about trust the science in America is a very less, uh, a very less honest thing to say as opposed to the rest of the world. And the reason being is is that their their pharmaceutical industry is so... No, hang on. Their, sci, their scientists, many of their scientists, many of their researchers, and many of the universities involved in research and medicine and healthcare and all that, they are absolutely captured by the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. In, yeah. Direct, in direct and indirect ways. Yeah. And this yeah. is known. You know, this is not just me making it up on the spot, you know, for people listening or watching, not just making it up on the spot. There are documentaries that you can go out like just repeated documentary by repeated documentary makers multiple documentaries available on netflix available on amazon prime there's dozens of interviews you can find with, with people like rogan with other prominent interviewers american interviewers american hosts where you can go and really understand how captured um that industry is out there so when i say captured i mean Science, so scientists, researchers, universities, people who, who have had a reputation in the past for being trustworthy when it comes to talking about healthcare and medicine. Well, so when I say captured, I mean those people are influenced by the pharmaceutical industries to say what the pharmaceutical industries want or not. And yeah. it doesn't have to be as specific as can you say that this headache product is awesome? It doesn't have to be as simple as direct as that it can just be can you go and can you go and um, do some research on on this can you go and review this this study that was done or this or this these tests that we did this research that we did um and if you if you can do that for us because what we've got is we want a product that we want to sell but we need reputed people to come and research this uh, to go and you know validate or, or invalidate this this uh this this research that we did this test that we did if can you do that and if you can come and do that for us we'll We'll put 10 million pounds into your research fund for next year. Yeah. 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 They ain't gonna get that 10 million pounds if they come up with a negative response on that. But I'm just giving yeah. the example. Yeah. So yeah. when you say trust yeah. the science in America, it is very different to when you say trust the scientists in the UK. Very, 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 very different. Very different for that reason. Like that, that could actually be a different subject showing down the line. It is in such a shocking place, real bad place out there, but that is a, a totally different topic. So 
So that's why I think, you know, with, with the arc, where it's interesting with how it is in the arcade, like, he, I don't see an issue with going to have a debate. Rogan has done it before. He's done it before. And Hotez was the previous guest. He's yeah. done it before. Yeah. Where Rogan has realised there are po- like there is real opposing views of people, he has invited them in to have a debate and he is and he has acted as as much as he can as a neutral party in the middle. Mm-hmm. To to try and steer the debate so so it becomes and he and he he has Jamie. Here's Jamie trying to you know, fact check things as much as he can as they go through. And they're actually pretty good, you know, and they have been good in the past because Joe Rogan is one of the rare people these days who is open to admitting when he's wrong. And he do that live on air. Or, yeah. you know, if, if he doesn't believe something, goes and checks it, finds it to be true, he'll take on. So I think the, the hope is to make it something should happen, but it won't happen because I think um, there's a lot of mistruths around what Hotel says and what he does. And that'll be that you pulled out. I mean... The whole line they're going down here is, in terms of uh, he's going down in terms of and people who support hotels not going on, are going down is that the the painting RFK is an anti-vaxxer or a vaccine skeptic, mm-hmm. right? And when right. I say they, I mean hotels and any any media organisation you read, yeah. UK is like yeah. vaccine skeptic or or anti-vax, and he is not either of those things. He is not either of those things. It, what he what he what he's saying is in in America, there are less stringent rules for bringing a vaccine into place. Generally, not just the COVID vaccine, less stringent rules, safety checks for bringing the vaccine into place than there is for any other thing. And he's saying we need to have the same kind of rules for vaccines. Not anti-vax. He's not he's not a, he's not a vaccine skeptic. He's a, I think he's a vaccine vaccine industry skeptic, if anything. But they paint him as that yeah. because he's got yeah. because he said some stuff that people don't like and so let's stick a label on him in the same way you stick a, a racist label on someone else yeah. or a fascist label on someone else or a you know or peculiar you know transphobe label on someone else you know so it's yeah. Um, yeah. very frustrating yeah I mean the, the thing that's that mainly coming back there's two there's two things that are coming back against it yes it is it's about you know, RFK Junior, fine. And I'm not completely... I thought if the podcast he did was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and you're right that he is a, a threat. And he's a threat in the same way Trump was a, is a threat. It's not necessarily... It's more about the fact that it's it's upsetting the, the established order type thing. He's a threat to that more than anything else. And I think that's one of the reasons people like him, because he's not talking like everybody else does. He says something different. And maybe might shake things up a bit. He's not obviously. I think it's incredibly unlikely that he gets in or, any, or anything like that. But people enjoy that. So yeah, you're right. There's that sort of threat. But um, I don't really think it's about him necessarily. Well, that's not necessarily what I'm. I'm interested in. I'm interested in the idea that people are saying that one, like the whole trust the science thing. So that now, because of the way things have been handled over the past few years, that now isn't really a sensible thing to say. It's been, it's, the, the, talking about the science, as in like it's a, it's a, it's a, a thing that's like a, a, a line is drawn underneath it and it's unquestionable. That's anti-scientific in the first place, isn't it? Because science is meant yes. to fucking change consistently. You're meant to be able to pick holes in it. And yes, some things 
are pretty fucking established. But nothing should be beyond question. Because otherwise that's not... You don't get anywhere, do you? You don't advance. So it's, it's reasonable to suggest that if you... That things are, can be questioned. So there's that. And also there's the... A trusting scientist is probably even worse than trusted science because humans are fallible and like you just said, there's you know, there's incentives, we find things very fucking difficult to remain impartial on things. There's all sorts of weird things in people's personal lives that means that it's a that's a difficult thing to do. Um sometimes. So you shouldn't have that like personality issue around trusting individuals in that way. And the other thing is people saying that well rogan isn't the right place to do this and it shouldn't be debated i mean i think what rogan was saying was um he said come on he didn't even say that peter hoses had to do it he basically says you know you can come you can bring other people we can bring whoever you like to try and if you don't feel like you're capable of doing this then bring whoever you like let's just come on if you're saying this guy's talking bullshit just come on so does does that side of it and that ties into the trust the science thing if if what you're saying is correct if this guy is a nutbag and he's just talking complete shit then fucking hell man come on come on and just show him publicly that he's talking complete shit on the on the biggest flat platform in the world well this is it this is it this is this is the other side of it you know people say well that's not the place to do it okay so where is the place to do it you, I, I have to assume from that that you mean you want to go on a television channel and do it and do like a live thing, or you want to do it in some sort of public space or, you know, in a theatre somewhere with an audience or whatever. All that says to me is you want you want it on semi sort of. You want less control. Yeah, you want, you want less people to see it. You want less people to see it. Well, well. No, I think it's less that. I think it's more if they're going to do it. If they're going to do it, and want to do it somewhere else, it's because it's a controlled environment. Well, how is Rogan's not a controlled environment? I mean, you mean control for their interests? Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. If you go back to my point about the pharmaceutical industry in in, yeah, yeah. in America. You know the 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 TV the TV industry completely captured yeah. by pharmaceuticals. The news industry completely captured by pharmaceuticals. Completely captured. And yeah. I, I'm not going to elaborate on the point. I want people to go and... If people think, what the fuck are you talking about? Just go and do some research. <laughs> Trust the science. They're going to do some research and look at some of the documentaries. Look at the... Oxy- so there's a, a great one called the Oxycontin Express. Go and look at it. You'll need to watch one. You go, oh, my God. Create yeah. is madness. Madness. Um, so that's what I mean, the controlled environment, where they can... Where they can... For sure maybe buy people off or go and have it in a, in a, on a platform which is where they know they can already exert influence because of the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, because it's interesting because Hotez, this guy, been on, he's been on a couple of times, but he said, I watched one episode where he went on, he went on during the pandemic and started talking about, he basically did his job in his eyes, he went on there and he promoted people taking the vaccine. You know what I mean? And that yeah. was fine for him. And he, he realised fairly quickly on there, I think, that obviously because Rogan spoke to him about because he's a he's a bit he's a fat fuck and he just looks a fucking melty mess it's like a fucking bag of milk so Rogan basically said well Leo how do you look after your health and it's it was a bit I don't know it wasn't bullying but he was he was asking relevant questions Rogan but it's he does it so in that sort of 
way that he does. And he's just saying, you know, well, how do you take care of your health in other ways? What do you do? What do you do? And it turns out this guy just eats fucking junk food and doesn't really do anything to look after himself otherwise, but he wants to, you know, bang a load of vaccines out. You know what I mean? And there's a, there is an argument there, and that's Rogan's thing, isn't it, is being fit and healthy. So he's going to go down that road. And if you've been watching the guy fucking long enough, I've been watching it since, like, 2017, I think, so a while. You know when he's like, oh, I fucking, you have, like, a, a fucking hell, Joe. Okay, yeah, we get it. You do, you do have those moments with him. Um, but yeah but he was happy to go on there previously he was happy to go on there previously and and do exactly because he didn't realise that he was going to be you know pulled to pieces on what he what he was saying which is what happens when you go on there and yeah so so I have a problem with that the sort of well this isn't the place to do it because it fucking is the place to do it Unless you're, unless you've got a fucking issue, and this stuff's been going on all fucking week with this guy. It's what interests me about the whole thing. He comes from a very sheltered um, environment in that he's being on all these you know, news networks. He's used to going on there and being able to give his fucking talking points and not really being interrupted. And you know, it's like a, a it's friendly forces. He goes on a lot of these places and he, he gives the the message that he's meant to give. And he's not questioned generally, and everything's fine. And he's a you know the same thing. He's been sharing articles all week from media sources, you know, articles and stuff like that. That you look at it and go, well, fucking so and so's written that, or that's this place has written that. And you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't write those things off completely. But you can go, all right, okay. Well, it's, this is probably going to look this way when I read into it. And then you read it and you go, oh, shock. Doesn't really question him. He just amplifies his points. My point is, he's used to this environment where it's very safe and he's able to say what he wants and not get picked, not have holes picked in it. And he's still handling this in a way like the world hasn't changed. So he's, with the things that he's sharing, he doesn't realise that when he pushes these things out as defences of him or whatever, or he, he retweets people who've said nice things about him and all that, doesn't understand that the stuff that he's using as ammunition to defend himself is meaningless now to a lot of people because we recognise that those sources aren't fucking completely credible all the time and have a history of being one-sided on stuff. It's just it's a really interesting thing to me that he's he's been in this bubble and he doesn't realise he's making it worse for himself. He's making himself look worse, but he could just solve it by going on. And talking, you know, give this money's going to charity. You know what I mean? Off two and a half million quid go to charity. Just go. It just it seems so insane to me. Just go on. If you're right, go on. Bring a mate. If you're if you're worried about having getting beaten up on there, bring a mate who will back your side and just have a chat. Well, didn't he say he actually didn't? Rogan actually say send someone else if you want. If you don't yeah, feel totally. you're fit, yeah. yeah, he's, 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 he is. I mean, it won't happen because um and I think I think because God. I think because a lot of what the big claims are about that whole area of science, vaccine science at the moment. Because like you were saying, there are absolutes in science and most of science is absolutes and it's been proven it's there, right? But the problem is it beca- but it becomes more sketchy. I don't I don't mean sketchy in a 
nefarious kind of way. I mean, sketch mm. it becomes less clear when you're dealing with things like treating individuals for healthcare and medicine, where human beings are also vastly different. Yeah. And you've got yeah. the long-term effects and, yeah. and you need to have, you know, in, in, you need to have large-scale controlled, placebo-controlled studies for things mm. over long periods of time, yeah. long periods yeah. of time. Um, and that, we know that didn't happen with the, with the COVID vaccine. And so, mm. well, that, and I'm not saying it's unsafe or safe. I don't fucking know, right? But what I do know is it's less likely to be safe than all the other vaccines that went through the five to 10 year yeah. trials before it's even allowed to come about before. I do know that. So, yeah, I'll not trust the science bit around vaccines and all that. Like it's not, it's just, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not as clear, but. It's not realistic. He, he won't, and, he won't, and he won't go on. I'm sorry, that was my point. So, and so he won't go on. Or no, any, no one will go on. It would take some... Well, yeah, no one will go on because, because they're not able to back up a lot of the claims they're saying, I, th- I think. Yeah, yeah, around, and I mean specifically around the COVID vaccine. Hmm. But they feel the need to have to back it up. Back that stuff up when it's not... You can't. You can't, like, you can't say it's long-term healthy. You cannot say right now, because I'm not a COVID vaccine skeptic or denier or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I got fucking, I got double jabbed, right? Um, uh, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't say it's long-term safe because yeah. we haven't had a long-term test. Like you can't say that, and they will say it. You know, and and they were saying it was safe for kids. And kids should have it. And now they're saying they're not. Even the WHO is saying they're not. Yeah. They shouldn't have it. You know, it's all these, this is the point on it. It's, it just, it's so, and so you have all these claims at different times about, yes, this is, it's this, or it's that, or it's this, or it's that. And no one can back it up because there's nothing, there's no substantial evidence behind the claims they're making. Other than some anecdotal stuff or some, or some, you know, lab, lab test somewhere. Well, what's really and interesting with that, sorry, sorry, yeah. The, what's really interesting with that is that when this started to happen, so there was a message that came out originally, which was very, and I'm not talking this from fucking the COVID side of things in particular, I'm talking about the way that they talk about science and, um, yeah, so I suppose it is about COVID as well, but originally there was very much a, it is this and it will do this, right? Which they couldn't say, as you've said. They couldn't actually say that because there's no study to fucking say those things. And over time, it became obvious that it wasn't a lot of those things. And when people picked them up on that, one of the retorts they would give is that, well, you know, change, it, as we've seen how this works, you know, the science changes. You know, it's like it's over, over time, we'd be able to realise that actually it's not this, not this, which kind of pokes holes in the whole, you know, this you can't question the science thing because, you know, you've, we've seen, you know, we've had an experiment there but not a very fucking good experiment. We've had an experiment where you've said one thing is very definite and then over time it's changed because of the, the t- effectively this whole thing being a big study. That's what's happened. So it also brings up the point that you shouldn't, especially in this case, you can't talk in definite terms the way that they did. If you want people to trust you and you to be the voice of authority and people to go, right, I can I can rely on this person to do the right thing 
for me. I'm employee, effectively employing these people indirectly to look after me and give me good advice. You can't go, it is definitely this, and you can trust me, and then it turns out not to be this. And that's what informed consent is about, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the, the, I mean, this whole COVID vaccine debate, if you want to have it, just in general, it pretty much single-handedly destroyed the reputation of the entire science, the entire like science industry, for the yeah. call of that. No, no, single single-handedly, right? And what the what the what people like Hotez would say, and people who are all still one hundred percent on board with team, team vaccinate everyone, team, yeah. uh, team anyone who says anything against. Uh, Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or whoever the other ones are, they're anti vaxxers Anyone on that team will say that this mistrust in science has come about because of people who spread misinformation about the vaccine yeah. and people yeah. who, uh, and, and, and vaccine conspiracy theorists and right wingers. And, it, and it's not. In reality, what happened is that, like you were saying, or these messages that were get, they were getting pushed, right? Um, I say push these, yeah, these messages are getting sent out at different stages, which contradicted each other at different stages and still are now changing so fast, so far, for, 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 for multiple reasons, right? They were changing. Well, those messages were getting told to everyone globally. Yeah. Everyone, so everyone globally. So it's constant change in what was correct, what was not, or because it because they wouldn't even call out what was incorrect before. Like they wouldn't where they were saying, you know, for example, where they said, oh yeah, what the initially it was one one shot, wasn't it? Initially it was one 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 shot and you squared away and it'll stop it'll stop people getting infected, yeah. it'll stop you getting it, whatever. Then it turned into two shots. There was no like oh apologize, we, apologies, we got it wrong. It's actually two shots. Uh, you know, no recognition of you've got it wrong the first time. Oh, yeah. and you know that um, you can still pass it on. Well, we, when we said you wouldn't be able to pass it on, yeah, we got that's that why lots of people There's got no, it. No recognition of it. There's no apology. So they move on to the next bit, which totally contradicts what they said the first time, with no recognition of you got it wrong or why they got it wrong. Because if you get, because people get things wrong, and if you explain explain why you got them wrong, what happened, and if it's honest mistake, and it was, you know, it's honest reasons why it happened it wasn't some nefarious thing there or just blind neglect then it's fine then we had the boosters that where where did all this come from initially it was one vaccine right so you had all these changes right and and you had all these changes getting told globally everyone sees this bullshit so what people do is and it's and 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 or and the message was Trust the science, especially in the UK. It was trust the science throughout. Trust the science throughout. Well, that message lost a lot of meaning for people because it was change, 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 change. Because nothing, nothing that was getting communicated, each step of it, was accurate, and there was no recognition of the mistakes or the incorrect information before. There was no explanation. So, what the fuck are you supposed to do? And most of most of you know throughout history before the pandemic, no one would question. Generally, no one would question the science, you know, the topics that weren't divisive. They just wouldn't do it. They're just, they're just absolutes. The earth goes around the fucking sun, the moon goes around the earth, you know, and, and everything that filters down from there down to a granular level, you know. Um, very frustrating, very frustrating. Like, the, the, the whole, the whole, 
the way they're trying to avoid discussing this issue mm-hmm. by labelling anyone who it doesn't support um, or shows any sort of negativity towards the to the COVID vaccine or the way or pharmaceuticals or the way the whole thing was handled. Yeah. Then they, like I said, anti-vaxxers, vaccine conspiracists, misinformation yeah. spreaders, and all the rest of it. And those people uh, are things. There are people who are just nutbag anti-vaxxers. There are people who are spreaders of mad fucking COVID disinformation. Those are things. That's a real fucking thing, and it is a problem. But you know, you've you've fucked over your ability to fight that by showing yourself to be untrustworthy yourself because of the way you've you've handled things and it's exactly the same way you know scientists now or a lot of science but the science as a thing has fucked itself to the in the same way that traditional media has fucked itself the people can now see that obviously in the traditional media sense a lot of it is just pure lying yes it's connected to money obviously but some of it and it's they are connected you know like you say pharmaceutical and some traditional media there is a, a money thing there. But you've, you're basically in the same fucking boat now where people will question you. Your 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 status as being unquestionable is fucked now. It's gone. And it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to get it back. You know, there's an interesting parallel. If you think about how um, priests used to be with religion. So... The layman, you know, when uh, everything in Christianity, anyway, when everything was written in Latin, so you could, as a as a, a bod on the street, you couldn't understand it, and only priests could read Latin. So you had to trust the priest whenever you were talking, whenever you were getting any sort of religious shit given to you. You you couldn't even read the stuff, and if there's a similar parallel there to the fact that you know, if I read a, a scientific article, I'm not as well placed as like even just as my fucking wife, as I'm reminded constantly. If I read it and she reads it, she gets it more than me. She finds certainly finds it helpful, fucking easier than I do. Um, to read what? To read a scientific article. She's a biologist, isn't she? Yeah, not that I can't read. That's right. Yeah, not that I can't read. It's like it's a scientific article. So. For years and years and years, the priests were unquestionable. And you can, there's also a similar parallel there to priests and being susceptible to fucking jobs and doing money. Now, you used to be able to buy your way effectively into heaven by paying off a priest to say some prayers and shit for you, and that was you squared. But you have a situation there, yeah, where you have this authority, the expert who is able to read the sacred scriptures and give you the message and you just have to believe because you don't have the ability to question yourself. And we, they kind of had that same thing where, oh, he's a scientist, oh, I'll shut the fuck up then. Oh, he's, he's, he's worked on this, I'll shut the fuck up then. Like, what has been shown is laymen now, because they've had an interest, a reason to get their, their interest peaked and stuff, i.e. the last few years you have laymen who aren't fucking you know non-stupid laymen you just have a, an interest in science or have a qualification in it but never actually went down the full route and you know got phds and got employed in that business some of these people are now able to interpret these studies and the data and go actually big guy that's not correct 
and the attack that comes straight away is, are you a fucking scientist? What are your qualifications? And a lot of these people have to say, well, actually, no, I don't have any qualifications in it, but I can, I can do this. And it's that the authority, it, that, just, that doesn't work in quite the same way that it used to, to go, shut up, you're not a scientist, because we've seen how many scientists have you know, been effectively... Yeah, well, this this is uh, this is one of the good things about you know this age of information and and um, so folks, if I'm fiddling about for people on videos because I'm I've got multiple injuries, so I might be matching in a lot, pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of match of the weekend and uh, got injured because <laughs> he's fucking old. He's old now. He hasn't realised he's old, and uh, <laughs> he's a bit sore. So yeah, um, well, yeah. One of the good things about the availability of information like you were saying there and then they're even you know digitizing stuff that was analog you know on yeah. paper research on paper and, and they're digitizing that and putting it online and one of the everything you just said is is a great is a, is a great thing people can go and just look at shit up themselves yeah. you know and and what that means is i think it'll force a lot of industries to have to tighten up Especially science, you know, science, especially science. Not that, not I didn't think it was tight before, mm-hmm. but certainly tighten up in some areas and just be more, uh, or for people who are uh, being not as stringent as they should be. Pharmaceutical companies, for example, yeah. in testing, um, then they'll have to tighten up what they're doing, which is ultimately good for everyone and, and makes makes the whole thing a bit better and more efficient. But but also with the advent of, of AI, that's going to make it. Or, the, or, or I say the advent of AI, the very easily accessible AI tools now available. Um, that'll that'll be a great tool in getting a quick, fast analysis on on a claim, for example. Yeah. Or yeah. on you know, or if a study's published, you could you could go to AI and say, is this the methodology that's followed in the study and all the facts figured behind it? Th- is that a good way to do it, or are there some holes in the way they did it? Was the control group too small or too big? Was the population size that it took it from too small or too big, or the wrong population size? All those factors, and, yeah. and yeah, I can come back and say, mm, well, it, no, a good standard would be X, Y, Z. Now, I'm not including ChatGPT in that conversation because I wouldn't trust ChatGPT to give me an honest answer in some yeah. in some circumstances. For, for you know, for 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 people unaware, ChatGPT is also ideologically captured. <laughs> it's madness. It is madness. Yeah, it it's, is madness. it's very, it's really fucking difficult. We're in the messy stage of everything. This is why I I both hate and love it because we're in the messy stage of everything because there's a lot of fucking things happening, and it's turning lots of things upside down, and it's about. Um, there's a lot of choices have to be made during this period. Like the AI thing you're talking about, there's loads of open source AI now, isn't it? And it's it, they're, obviously they're trying to regulate AI mainly for, I think, some big players to try and get a. There's two sides to it. There's big, there's big players in the system like ChatGPT, like OpenAI, trying to get a regulatory moat around their product because they were like a first mover and they've done very well on it. So they want that. People have to be aware of that when people are saying pushing for regulation. It's actually, in some ways, people have an interest in it being regulated because then other people can't touch them and then they're, they're fucking squared for life. There's the other side of, like, governments and people like that who 
perhaps don't like the they have it they have an interest in freedom of information not being entirely free because it makes their job very difficult. Just from a purely practical standpoint, no fucking Tim Fall hat, it makes their job difficult. If all the information is out there, it makes their job difficult. And a lot of them recognise that they missed the boat massively with the internet and regulating how the internet was because people thought it was a fad. People didn't really move fast enough on it. So the the internet that we have now where we do have this freedom of information yes you can go and find correct stuff and you can go and find bollocks stuff but that's the that's the the, the trade-off and that's the that's the that's the price of having that freedom of information they would like to do the same thing with ai so that it's effectively captured in a way or it's at least you know it's not completely fucking free for all it's free for all scary, and I get that. There are downsides to free for all, but yeah. Um, lost my train of thought slightly. What was it all about? It went down regular, regular to recapture. Oh, shit. Yeah. How do we get onto that? Oh, availability information yeah, yeah, on yeah. AI, GPT. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, but it's what we have a we have a. These people kind of have a choice. So you, the way you approach it there is in a a sort of white pilly type way. So this is going to be great. Because we now have the ability to find holes in things and check things for ourselves. You, know, you would think that that is a positive thing. And you would think that, like you said there, people will have to tighten up. So these people in these, these uh, industries that have shown themselves to be a little bit fast and loose in some ways in the past will have the ability to go, no, look, we've tightened everything up and this is, our trans this is the transparency behind it. You can go and check for yourself. It's all great. I think the way they're acting currently shows that, that they don't want to do that at all. What they, they like the sort of the way that things are. This is always the way with technological technological changes. They like the way that things are. They're able to make much more money the way things are. So they're not incentivized to change yet. They're not incentivized yeah. to change yet. And a lot of the stuff about misinformation and disinformation, I know, like I said, those things fucking exist. But it, I... You have to recognise that some of that is being used to stop you having access to the information that might be beneficial to you and not beneficial to the people who are currently um, incentivised to not have that information out there. So that's, you know, like Blighty talks about it, doesn't he? He talks about... Um, yeah, you know, we'll probably talk about Blighty a lot. There's a guy called Blighty Srinivasan who's an American dude. Um, just a, someone to have a listen to because he's fucking interesting more than anything else like can't go down the road of you know the guy's done some stuff and he has a habit of being right and it's a bit scary but he's worth listening to he talks about being able to have a combination of AI and information stored on chain as in on blockchain so you can effectively run those experiments yourself if you know what I mean, it's like a, a combination of programs on there. So you can literally, as a semi-layman, go on and run the uh, an experiment yourself and see how the how it happened. And that's an incredible thing to be able to do because you no longer have to trust an outsider quite in the same way. You can verify for yourself, which is a you know founding principle thing of Bitcoin and things like that. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one, man. It's an interesting one. But this, going back to the fucking hotels thing, it's like that's 
we're seeing that we want to see these little things play out consistently over time as this goes on. Um, and I think it's just it's down to your worldview. Do you, are you somebody who wants to be? I mean, a lot of it comes down to time as well, doesn't it? But are you someone who just wants to go to be told, do this, it's good for you? And you go, cool. And then you find out down the line that wasn't good for you, shit. And uh, sorry, yeah. there's no comeback. Or do you want to be someone who takes the time to think a bit more about it? And it, I don't, I mean, let's be honest, yeah, about I don't before we start, one thing. This isn't our fault that it's got like this. You shouldn't. You should be able to trust people. You should be able to trust the experts and the people that you're paying through your taxes or through things that you buy. You should be able to fucking trust them. It's not our fault as the fucking idiots on the streets that we're forced into this position. Yeah. It's not just about... It's not necessarily about having the time to try and inform your worldview. I don't think you necessarily need to do that. I think, you know, I I didn't... When I sort of realised that um, not everything I read in my what I used to get my news from was 100% trustworthy and sometimes stuff was obviously bullshit and other times stuff was really sneakily bullshit you didn't realise yeah um, when I started realising that I did not like it I, well I didn't like it at all because it really rocked my trust in in what I thought I understood about the world really rocked it I mean you know some of the last couple of years like oh, I didn't it wasn't a comfortable feeling how, how am I supposed to how am I supposed to be able to believe anything I read or hear anywhere? Mm-hmm. And but the stage I'm at now is, you know, it's I've I have a when I see something or read something, I have this gauge in my head that tells me it's the tr- it's the trustability gauge. It's like what's the 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 intelligence information scale you have. In the military, you know, F five. This F six is like one of the most trustworthy. I, I'd have to. We'll have to look at it next time. But I have this gauge. It's trustworthy. The scale in my head. Yeah. And it's never one hundred percent. Oh, very unlikely to be one hundred percent. When I read it, I'll see something. Whether it's Rogan, I watch something on Rogan. I went through a stage in the past, probably like many people did, and that anything Rogan said or was said in this podcast, I was like, yeah, yeah, believed it all because it because it was so refreshing when I was listening to or watching in those conversations so refreshing um in that it was honest conversation and and mistakes or bullshit was called out or discussed you know and it, you talking with and it's a presenter that will call bullshit out if he thinks it's bullshit yeah um but, but i have this gauge and it and the closer it gets to the closer it gets to yeah this is really trust like it's 100 trustworthy the better and the lower down the scale it is the worse, well, yeah. the, the less attention I pay the article. I take it on, I, re- I register it, but the less attention attention I pay it, you know. And uh, and on the BBC on the BBC website, for example, Sky, ignoring America, on BBC, on Sky News, on any of our well, on GB News and any of our British ones, I'd say probably the majority the majority of the stuff you will read or you will watch, and, and they're two very different things now. You get very different content online, the GB News, for example, and you do or BBC, for example, that you do with on the news channel. Very, very different. 
very different because they recognize they get different types of people. They get some people who read, they get some people who watch. They rarely get people who do both and they treat them both very differently because it can influence them differently. And so for the, but the majority of the things on our you know, British news platforms, I believe the majority of them, of the articles or the videos are closer, to, uh, are generally trustworthy, majority of them. I do believe that, but there's far too many that are not. And you will see them. You'll go on there and it'll be a headline. It'll, be, it'll say something and you go, that is not correct. Yeah. Well, you cannot be 100% about that. You can't say that. And so, and so I have this right, I have this, this, this thing. And I think because of all the situations coming about, I think more people in general are moving the same way. They don't have an absolute belief in what the BBC says all of the time. They yeah. don't have an absolute yeah. belief in what the Telegraph says all of the time, what they read in the Telegraph all of the time. Yeah, they're 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 having to um, having to uh, incorporate this this sort of subconscious filter into their head. I, I hope that's the case anyway, because yeah. otherwise it's fine. Yeah. It's just not moving as fast as we need it. People people aren't adjusting as fast as the news has changed the way it does things. Yeah. I think when you spoke there about, yeah, originally when you thought you were listening to Rory Bidding, you, you believe everything or whatever, that'd be your starting point. I think that's interesting because it talks to what I've spoken about in the past with like, you, you sort of, kind of what you're talking about there. You, we, you have a filter about people as well. And I think people trust people more than organisations now because they have more experience with dealing with people and telling when people are bullshitting than they do with organisations bullshitting. It's close to the, what you do every day. So I think if you, I see it a lot with my missus, when if I'll say, oh, you know, I was watching Rogan the other day, and he said this, and I can see her fucking eyes go, fucking hell, dickhead. Because she doesn't, she hasn't, she gets a, an idea about what he and his podcast is like from the other places that she gets her information from. And obviously me and my missus are very, very different. I don't trust Rogan as my news source, if you know what I mean. In the same way, I, I don't trust the newspaper as my news source. He's still on my scale of trustworthiness because I've, I've heard him say, I've, like I said, I've been listening to him for a fucking long time now. And I, if you, you know, most of his podcasts are like two, three hours. So if you've been watching, you know, five, six years or whatever of someone talking for three hours constantly, I've probably watched more Rogan than I have most of the fucking people in the world. So I've got a good idea of when he doesn't know what he's talking about or when he says something fucking stupid. I've seen him say fucking stupid things a million times. And I've seen him try and correct himself. Like the hamburger thing is hilarious. Do you remember that? Have you seen that one? So he, he basically, he, he gets Jamie to check. He's basically convinced that hamburgers are pork and not beef. It's really fucking funny. Because you go, what? Okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's hamburger. Ham, ham's pork. There's hamburger. It's pork burger, isn't it? And Jamie, they're like, no, it's beef. Like, the guy's talked to, I can't remember who it is, the guy's talked to, and Jamie, like, it's beef. He's like, Jamie, check it. So he checks it, he comes back, he goes, it's fucking beef. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And it blows his mind. You know what I mean? But that's, but I like that. I like it because I know in some aspects this guy knows what he's talking about. And he's, he's had a lot of information pumped into his head over the years. I spoke the other day about knowing, even if someone's a dickhead, knowing they're a dickhead, and you can rely on them to be a dickhead. And I've, like I said, I wrote about this in my integrity piece I did on to write the Horizons Gun uh, Substack. I, I know what I'm getting. 
I know the guy is actually a fucking retard in, in some aspects of his thinking, which is why he gets people on to try and explain things to him. You know what I mean? So I, I can trust that. Like, I'm not, I'm also not trusting him as a news source. I'm trusting the process that he brings around where he will sit here with someone who knows what they're talking about and they will talk. And I'll fucking decide if the, I believe the person. I'll decide that. But I've got three hours of a, of a fucking dumbass like me talking to a clever person. That's a better process than what we see, I think anyway, than what we've seen in the past with, you know, sound bites on TV and stuff. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, it, and, and, and it's replicated across other people copying what he does. Myself, myself for example, copy it exactly yeah, yeah. the same way. And that's a good thing because I see, I mean, other people doing it because more and more, there's a reason Joe Rogan is the biggest fucking platform in the world. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Because people recognise that there is honesty there in what he's doing, and the yeah. reasons why he's doing it, and he's not, and he's not steered by anyone. It doesn't appear to be steered by, steered by anyone anyway. Yeah. Um, and other people are doing it. You know, Jocko Willink and half of what Huberman's a good one, science-wise. Huberman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and that's good because I think more and more people are going to gravitate towards this kind of stuff. But it's good. but but which is a good thing until again the news media or people realise it's happening. But they sort of realised it two or three years, three or four years ago, hmm. where all of a sudden they would instead of calling something an interview, they start calling it a podcast. Oh, listen to the BBC podcast about such and such. No, it's not a podcast. Like. In my opinion, a podcast is something that is truly independent. It is independent, whether it's done by a team of people or one person, and whether it's an interview format with someone or it's like a rant format like, uh, what's his name does, uh, Bill Burr does. Hmm. Well, it's independent. Anything that is not independent, the BBC isn't producing the podcast. They're producing content to match whatever, whatever their editorial line is in the program. It's not a fucking podcast. You're just calling that a podcast because that's the buzzword and they want people to go and listen to it. Bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Uh, it's a little fucking random. It's like what it's like it's just been captured. The, t- the term has been captured to, to take meaning away from it. Um anyway, yeah, so more people grab gravitate towards it. But but as but as they do, again, they're still gonna maintain that filter. I mean the reason I would the reason I would at times believe anything Joe Rogan was saying or his guests were saying is just because I'm an optimist. I want, I don't want to believe there are bad people out there. I want to believe everything, everyone, everything everyone is saying. We're on an interview, for example, and if they're a, a purported subject matter expert in something, or they're on there from the CIA or the government or whatever talking, I want to believe they're on there for decent reasons. So I, 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 I am. I had a big problem with gullibility in the past. <laughs> The same. I believe anything I was told. Literally believe anything I was told. Ridiculous. And um, but again, it's just down to optimism, I think. But it's, it's the fact of the matter is, it's not quite that simple. Well, you've got a, you're a good example of this for that reason, though, aren't you? I'm a good example of what. Well, if it, as in, like, if you you say you used to have a problem with gullibility, and you realise that actually you need to take responsibility and start looking at yourself, you're a good example of the correct way of doing things. Yeah. <laughs> So hard. I mean, he, the problem is, like, it's really towing a line of 
of you, you don't want to be in a position where you distrust everything. You don't want to be in that position. You want to be in a position where you question at some level everything. At some level, as in what you the information you're reading or watching or, or hearing, you know, firsthand. Because if you go in a position where you distrust everything, then you become someone who who maybe have questions about the COVID vaccine, but then is all of a sudden is anti-vax yeah. or is all yeah. vaccines are bad, which yeah. is incorrect. It's an, it's an incorrect statement to make. Or you become a, you know, or maybe you thought that the, you think that the virus was manufactured to reduce world population, for example. Yeah. And there are people yeah. who believe that. Um, and But then all of a sudden you're also someone who thinks that everything that ever, ever happened was a, was a conspiracy by the government somewhere or, or the New World Order somewhere. Yeah. You know, Second World yeah. War, fucking whatever. Any Anything, you know, the Black Plague, maybe not that far back, but, you know, you become, you you, could, you put yourself inside ideological, ideological channel. You yeah. can't do that. You know, but I think that's, that's where I was uncomfortable with it in the past is because I was distrusting everything. Like you sort of knowing that you live in a world that oh, it's not all, it's not all true. It's not all the truth. Yeah. What I'm reading. Yeah. I think for people, it's important for people as well, though, because a lot of people, everyone's scared of being called conspiracy theorist. Everyone has that. That has a real, and especially like a vaccine skeptic and stuff like that. That it's like being called a racist. That has a real bite to it now. It means something. You can be dis- like you've said quite a lot. Like you can be dismissed by just chucking that badge at somebody label them in that way and everyone's scared of that like rightly so because it's a it's a it's an effective weapon to stop you looking at stuff but it's like it's balanced with everything i agree exactly with what you're saying you can just go down the fucking rabbit hole and sometimes going down the rabbit hole is fun like we do it sometimes for fun fun knowing this is bullshit like i will send you stuff i don't believe going this is fucking mad check this out and i that is a fun thing but I know that it's bullshit. I'm doing it out of fun. But that can capture you. They can 100% capture you in, the, in exactly the same way. So, yeah. But I, was on a course. I got a course yesterday. I was on a course yesterday, right? Yeah. And it was the opening the opening uh, instruction of the course. Opening the, the, launch, the launch session of the course, like three hours long, right? Yeah. And... One of the so the guy who was hosting it was taking people through these different stages of the, the modules and that, and he was saying, oh, and the, there's some questions we have to put into the module, some test questions, not test questions, there's some survey stuff we have to put in the modules to tie in with whatever educational establishment we have to do it. Uh, and one of the questions, for example, um, uh, what, something like what, what could be an indication that um, someone is, uh, someone is a, an extremist or something, something or what is the problem of extremism or something like this I, mm-hmm. I've had the question before in other courses it's something like this it's, it's basically questions in there from the educational establishment like governance yeah. to, to, to help to try not help people to ensure people understand the dangers of extremism right um, and he said in his response to that for example you know like someone who votes for Trump now he said it as a joke he said it as a joke I, yeah, but I, I know that's what I thought. How can you say that? Yeah. How, how yeah. can you say that? Yeah, yeah. So immediately, yeah. it was about an hour and a half in, and and, and the course was not to. This is a course. Well, I tell you, it was a, it's a strategic leadership management course. You're talking about people who are 
aspiring to be directors, CEOs, senior managers, or already in those positions. And he pulls out a line like that. And I thought, my God, if anyone on your was really bothered by that, and it bothered me, but only because I thought, you, you just sort of expose yourself with a bit of a bellend there. Yeah, unprofessional, bit, bit of a bellend. So, vote, so, in his, so I know, like in his head, oh, voting for Trump is right, is extremist, is it? Like, I know where you sit. I know where, I know where you are. Yeah. You're someone who thinks anything Trump is extremist, which it fucking isn't, which it isn't. You know, it's like, it just, it's just madness. It's just madness. Um, to that example, but I was going to make another point there. I can't remember what it was. I mean, for people, you know, for people who sort of get skeptical about, if anyone is skeptical about what I'm saying about the news and being not fully trustworthy all the time in the UK, the prime example, I give you a prime example. Like if you look at conservative, the conservative party or Labour party, right? You can't disagree that neither of them agree. And you have to agree that, no, neither of them are always great. Sometimes they're great. And you have to agree that they do make mistakes. Both parties make mistakes, as any fucking party do. Some make more than others. Some have made more than others in recent times, right? Um, they do make mistakes. Uh, now go and look at a newspaper. Go and look at a certain newspaper, which you know is... You know, is a is a, is lab, a Labour paper. You know, a paper that Labour supports. Read. Go and find anything in there that bad mouths Labour. Go and find it. You'll find an articles in there that, that bad mouths Conservatives, and probably in a way that is completely disingenuous. You know, but to a point, that is a newspaper article, and they're selling that to people, and they are going down one whole narrative, mm-hmm. one whole. It's not an honest presentation of the situation. You know, they'll complete go completely over the top. They're the ones with the yeah, especially the red tops. They're the ones with the, the horrendously misleading headlines or, or disingenuous headlines about X, Y, Z thing that happened. And they're doing it because their job is to say bad things about the opposition. Let's <laughs> that, uh, say the opposition, the opposite party. That is their job. And that is a prime example. And you get it less so in the broadsheets, but it's still there. It's just, just much less so. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think you're on a, you're on a hard out now, aren't you? It's all over for you. Yeah, o'clock. we didn't go. Oh, shit, seven o'clock, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, that's like, we are reasonably good at talking to each other, I think. That's why this is not a bad thing. No, neither of us are complete bellends. So I enjoy, I enjoy him because I'm thinking through, I'm doing this for exactly the same reason you are, which is have some shit in the head. And I want to talk about it, and it's good to talk about it with someone who just wants to do exactly the fucking same thing. Yeah, we don't always agree on stuff completely, but yeah, it's. Um, I know, I I know that you're not particularly coming from any angle. You're doing the same thing as me. You just like to know what the fuck's going on and work that out. So, I think that to me, we've had actually had some good feedback about this. Amazingly, saying exactly the great. same thing. Yeah, which is, it's just two people having a chat and discussing things that some people aren't particularly happy discussing or concerned to to talk about because of all the, the things we've raised. You know, you get put in a fucking bag and drowned for saying some things. Or just, it's, it's forming thoughts, isn't it? It's like, you know, we come, yeah. I, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't know what conclusions I'd make or opinions I'd form about 
the Hotez, RFK, Rogan thing in depth until we started talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, you know, we said before, it's the advantage we have. We have the time. You have the time to be able to th- do it. And you, you know, you have, you've joked in the past about me outsourcing my thinking to you. You've got more time than me. <laughs> but, um, but it's sort of, you know, it's sort of, I hope that people listening or watching, I hope it does the same with you. You know, it's helping you think about, maybe not just form, not form opinions, but just think about things that we're talking about. So you're a little bit more informed and form your own opinion. And that may be the same with me and Gaz. Yeah. Or it may be yeah. completely opposite, but at least at least you sort of partake in, in the discussion about it, which otherwise wouldn't have happened. I think that's, these, a, these that's are the important, major point. These are important topics. These are like important topics. They may seem like like the Hotez Rogan thing, when oh, you should debate or shouldn't debate. That is like, that at the surface seems like an unimportant topic. If it isn't, it's a fucking important topic because it's there's so many layers to it and why it's happening, why that's gone about. So, yeah. anyway, I have yeah. got a hard stop. The hard stop I didn't have. I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd drag me over. I, fuck, I stopped. I fucking stopped. You kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, remember to leave your laptop on. If you can. Upload. Oh, yeah. Uploading. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I will do yeah. Nice. Okay. What were you going to say? Um, hmm? Are you going to say something then? Are you going to say something? No. No, all good. No, all okay. good. Right. Have a nice day. See you later. Touch people. Bye. Bye.